Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion 9. All right, everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On, Guido, along with Scoot uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. and Johnson. We got, I think, a statement win in Birmingham, Guido. Yeah, let me clear my throat here. Uh, WVU does a good job after falling behind in the beginning of the game pretty substantially. I mean, the first 10 minutes of the game against UAB was rough. WVU comes back and beats UAB 65 to 59 Johnson. And it was nice to see the Huggins relationship come back, but I got to tell you, Johnson, the, the highlight for me was I didn't realize we were playing in a classic. Yeah, I know you would appreciate that. I knew you would appreciate it. You always love a good classic. I do. And I thought it was interesting that they pointed out we weren't like Hugs apparently agreed to this with Coach Kennedy, but he wanted it not on the campus venue, but at whatever they the something center. It's escaping me now, but he wanted it legacy, the legacy, center. the legacy center, because they wanted it to have like an NCAA tournament feel. I actually thought that was kind of cool because even though I felt like it was half empty, the people that were there, it was like you had WVU fans sitting courtside, I noticed, you know, and then other people throughout the stands were obviously UAB. It did have a it did have like a, you know, offsite tournament feel to it. And I think that's cool because I think that is really good experience. And to me, that's that's I don't know. That's kind that's of what smart. A classic scoot. is right. That's yeah, what a classic right. is. I mean, that's what you expect from a classic. It probably right? wouldn't have been a classic had it been on the campus, right? But because Loses it was off classic campus, feel, probably. right? Well, and I think for WVU to play against a, a team like UAB, and, and I know the relationship. I know Andy Kennedy was a coach for years, uh, assistant coach for years with Huggins at uh, UC. You know, I think that. For WVU to travel and play that game, it's got to be somewhere other than a small, you know, on-campus arena. So this was a bigger venue. It was good to see WVU play. Um, to be able to come back from, they were down, what, Johnson, 9, 10 at some points in that game? Yeah, I think several times they were down 9, and it just kind of looked like their goose was cooked. And this, like, midway through the second half, they would chip away, chip away, and then... Scoot, UAB, like, threw some shots in. I mean, like, let's be fair. They played well, but there were, like, two threes, for example, I can think of where guys just sort of pointed themselves at the bucket and threw it at it, and it went in. I mean, so they were getting... They were getting some good rims. I thought they got some favorable whistles a couple times. So it was it was definitely a weird kind of back and forth. And I thought we were going to have one of those situations where we weren't going to be able to quite chip back all the way well, at that lead. I, I'll say this. I think that uh, UAB seemed to be more thunderous around the rim. Uh, 55, that oh, behemoth. Ma- Monster. That guy, I mean, he had a dunk that was maybe an all-time type dunk for him. Well, I'm he sure. was huge. He yeah, was enormous. Trey, Trey, Trey Jemison. Yeah, Jemison. he was a monster. He, he, there were a couple of times where he just he would throw down dunks or he'd drive the lane and just made us look bad. Well, they said he was a Clemson transfer, and you can see, I mean, dude's got some talent. His size alone commands some attention. Um, and I think I saw a, they had one guy thread an amazing pass on a fast break. Um, so they, they did kind of drive to the basket on us and, and were fairly successful. Uh, the one uh, big thing for us, and I'm, uh, admittedly 
down on the composition of this team as okay. far as like how it's constructed. Yeah. I don't know what it means for the long term, you know, season, the especially the conference season. I don't have a good feel for it. However, one big positive that uh, I'm taking away from this game is and I get on him a lot, but Kedrian Johnson's foul shooting down the stretch he was what seven for nine, seven for eight, seven to eight. Yeah, um, that's huge on a team that's been struggling from the foul line, and he's not a guy that I see as a good foul shooter or a shooter in general. So, the fact that he was good, that's great. Yeah, we saw Malik Curry go out early with an injury, and Kedri and Johnson really stepped up and kind of filled in that role, Scoot, like you said. And, and I mean, not only you know did he kind of run the point for the twenty six minutes that he played, shooting seven from eight from uh, from the free throw line. And, and kind of running the show a little bit more than I think we've seen Malik do. Uh, and on top of everything else, zero turnovers for Mr. Kedrian Johnson. Yeah, so Scoot stole my thunder a little bit. I was going to praise Kedrian because we give him a rough time, right? I mean, we every once in a while we give him. Yes. Yeah. Defensively, he's like a water bug. But look, he was huge in this game down the stretch because they, okay, so UAB had this guy like Jelly Roll Walker or something. I don't know what they were calling him, like Jelly Donut <laughs> yes. or something. He was Jelly a turnover yes. machine, right? He was just a turnover waiting to happen. And Kedrian like sped him up. I thought Kedrian completely like pounced on that opportunity, sped that guy up, turned him over. I thought his deep, like, so you're highlighting the foul shooting. That's definite. His defense was superb, which his defense is always strong, but down the stretch, I thought was terrific. The sequence where he strips jelly donut dives to the floor and then number five does like a Greg the Hitman heart just dive on top of Kedrian. I told my dad and I are watching the game. I'm like, that's a wonderful way to break some ribs. Kedrian kind of limps over to the foul line, knocks down two huge foul shots. I, I thought he was huge in this game. And I want to say one other thing, Guido, he like Scoot mentioned, he was in playing a lot of point guard because uh, Malik Curry went down and 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 while we're at it I don't know if you guys have heard anything I haven't heard any more about Malik Curry's status but Kedrian ends up at one point he drove to the basket he just drove the ball to the basket and I realized how excited I was over a dribble drive to the hoop like no one does that and and he he did that a bit um, so I I yeah I think uh, I mean there were a few bright spots from this but he definitely stands out I thought he had a huge game um, something that is a concern for me though looking at um, on our offensive end and it seems to be and I'd like to watch it maybe get you guys to keep attention or pay attention to it is what seems to be a growing um, trend of Taz and turning the ball over yeah uh, Taz had seven turnovers this game um, he's had several. Here the last couple games against uh, Kent State, he had... I'll Guido, did here. he take himself out of this game at one point? Did you notice that? Did you notice him yeah, point it, to it, himself? Yeah, it kind of looked like... like yeah, did he kind of did yeah. the whole jersey. Yeah. I think he was also super frustrated because I, I started to say, Scoot, you're right. For There was a section of this game I thought Taz was just bad. He was just trying too hard. He was forcing it a bit. And I think he was like... 
yeah, take me out. Like I, he was just super frustrated. Yeah. I think that, you know, one, one of the things Johnson, and I think you're right. Like what I saw early on is, you know, you, you've seen this West Virginia team rely. You've seen these guys rely a lot on Taz and his ability to create points and, you know, create shots. And he was failing at that early on, which I think led a lot to where we were scoring point wise, you know, that whole first half. So it was a good test for the team to have to, you know, fight through that. I think Taz kind of turned it back on in the second half. He finished with 17 points, but still had, like you said, Scooty, seven turnovers, which is, I guess, I guess if you're getting the ball a lot, you're going to turn it over more. I get that. But still, seven is a lot for, for somebody who's supposed to be the leader of the team. If you look at the last three games, and the reason why I say this, I guess I really didn't notice it until the last three games. But the last three games, he's had four, five, and now seven turnovers. That's not super strong ball handling, especially from a guy that's kind of playing the de facto point guard most of the time. Well, I think UAB played good defense. I mean, give them some credit. They had some tenacity. They pressed us quite a bit, at least like three-quarter court pressure, I thought. what One of the things I thought was interesting is like I spent three-fourths of this game, I spent like I spent like 33 minutes of this game really frustrated and just just kind of like grumpy, like Guido was telling us, hey, stop being so grumpy about this game. I was just not happy about this game. Then WVU finishes it out. I think I saw a tweet where they went 23 to 8 outscoring UAB over the final eight minutes of this game. It was like suddenly they like got it got it together i don't know if uab just sort of like tired out or something but they like all of a sudden it was like stuff started to like okay okay, sean started to score that's what it is and unfortunately i think that's what this season's going to be like if they're if they're struggling in the first half we're struggling big time in the first half if they're hot in the first half we probably have a sizable or a decent lead going into halftime and we're just going to be kind of built on that. And that's what frustrates me is that it's not super consistent when you're relying on outside shooters. And that's pretty much what Sean and Taz are. Now I get it that Taz can get to the basket. But they're they're shooters. So when you're relying on shooters, the the percentage of shots that you make goes away the farther away from the basket you get. So you're going to be streaky at times. And we all know that Sean is very streaky. When he's on, he's amazing. When he's off... He's really cold. Yeah, and he's been off lately. I mean, you know, 0 for 4 from beyond the arc this game. Uh, and, and and this is where I start to get worried, guys, because, you know, Taz struggled in the first half, turned it back on in the second half. Sean's struggling beyond the arc, shooting threes. All of that stuff can be kind of remedied against a team like UAB, can be remedied against the Youngstown State that we're playing this week. Cannot be remedied against a Baylor, a Texas, you know, uh, these teams in the in the conference that, you know, are going to take advantage of those mistakes and that inability to create, you know, points. So that's where I'm worried on this team. I will say, though, you know, the three of us. So we text a lot during the games. And uh, it's true. Th- we had a little bit of a heated text. I, I, I'm just going to bring it out here, guys. I want to put it out on the show. We had a little bit of a heated text battle uh, during the game this weekend. It, it got heated. It did it get did. heated. It got a little spicy, heated. if you will. Spicy. It, did. it got spicy. And I want to say that I feel like I am alone on an island right now because you That's two true. Ha- you are. have kind you of are. like. 
<laughs> you two have kind of like ganged up against the whole idea of like this West Virginia team stinks. And I have a hard time accepting that when we are, have only had one loss. We've got a chance to be ranked in the top 25 this week. We still might be receiving votes, but there's a 24 or 25 spot we may get. Well, it's and not. And you guys are sitting here complaining about this team. You're, oh, it's so bad. Oh, it's horrible. Well, it's not oh, entirely. Set them straight, Johnson. Set them straight, Johnson. Well, it, it is. Yeah, there is some context needed because once again, I am in the middle of like mommy and daddy fighting, right? Because this happens every time we start doing. So the context of this conversation, we were talking about predictions for like final record. Where do you think wins and losses are going to roll out at the end of the season? Guido is the ever optimist. So this He's is football fantasy season. Land. Fantasy land. Just scoot. Hold on. I'm going to give you your time. Just hold on. Let me let me moderate here a second. So so Guido goes to the optimistic side. If you'll remember, scoot. What was he? Eight and four football season yes right? he was eight and four yeah so, he had so us uh, airing... just outside the college football playoff let's <laughs> say so he's airing <laughs> he's airing toward a sunnier conference record you have put us i think at six and 12 or something like that Roughly, conference yes. record yes. you know guido's more like 11 conference wins i think at least 500 right guido at 10 but, yeah, but yeah 10 11 wins scoot you're more like six wins i think i'm falling like seven or eight and i think together scoot you and i are a little more on the negative side than guido is and guido that's not so much that i think i'm going to defend scoot and i by saying there's a mix here right it's never just one thing i think Yes, I think the team could be could be better, could be playing better. I mean, I I don't know how you go like in this game, two of thirteen from three, you miss ten foul shots, and somehow you hold UAB, I guess, to below sixty points, and you grit another good because this is going to end up being a good win, a resume win, right? This is a good win yeah, on the yeah. road. But I yeah. I think when I look at the, so anyway, the other part. So I said it's more than one part. The other part is, I think the Big Twelve is excellent. I think the Big 12 is going to be play- – like, just off the top of my head, Kansas, Baylor, Texas, Iowa State, they're all playing great ball. I think this is just going to – Texas Tech, I think there's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of tough games to play, Scoot. It's going to be a long conference season. If I look at the conference schedule and if I look at the teams in our conference, there are only two teams in my mind that I think we show up home or away and we should win those games. Purple Kansas – Purple Kansas and yeah, the, the little apple. Oh, and the and the horny and the horny toads. That's right. The uh, the what the frogs of war. Yeah, frogs of war. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those are the only two teams, the only two schools that I think home or away doesn't shouldn't really matter. Now that's not to say that if we don't show up, one of those four games that could be a loss. It could be two of them. You know, if 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 uh, Taz and Sean are not doing anything hurt injured sick whatever we are going to be in a dog fight because this team is it it's constructed with a bunch of like uh, uh guys that are still learning to work together it's such a strange construction to this team it's so polar opposite i think of of kind of what college sport and i know it's a whole change in college sports but what West Virginia teams have been right. So predominantly West Virginia doesn't get these one and done type guys. We get guys that are here for multiple years. A lot of times they're here all four years, 
right now we've got what seven seniors seven yeah seven guys ridiculous yeah it's it's something we've never dealt with before because you got all these guys who are playing this year the malik curry's the poly poly caps that we'll never see and, they got one and, out. and yeah and malik curry leading scorer for his team last year diamond kerrigan one of the leading scorers for his team last year poly poly cap probably the top three for his team like and these guys are now coming off the bench or barely playing, and that's that's tough. That's a tough buy-in because those guys are thinking, "Hey, I'm a guy. Like I was the man at my school. Now I'm I'm seeing five minutes this game. I'm seeing nine. So at what point do some of those guys? And I don't want to say that they're going to be this way. I don't know, but it, do do they continue to buy in on what's going on, especially if we struggle, or do they say? Hey, I thought you brought me here to score, and I'm on the bench. Like, well, I have a wild card for you, Guido. I, I'll say this, let, and let me okay. let me see what you think. But I have a wild card for you. I think this team, and part of this is because of what we talked to to Solheim about last week on the show. So, I think this team is begging begging for a point guard okay and when i say point guard like let's be specific i think this team is begging for someone that can drive to the hoop and either finish and that can be drawing a foul and going to the line i'm fine with that too or kick to taz or sean i think right now something that brent talked about last week stuck in my head and i think he's right uh, beyond the streakiness of either shooter, right? Because I think Scoot's right. Sean can be a bit streaky. When he's on, he's like torching everyone. But I think over a 40-minute game, these are two guys that never come out of the game, right? And I think you get to like minute 35, 37, like your legs have got to be tight. You know, every right, time right. down the court, I got to create my own shot. Like every single trip down the court, I got to create my own shot. Kedrian drove to the ba- to the basket for a layup. And I realized how excited I was to see it because no one does it. No one does it. And I think if he could be, and I don't know if he's the person, right? He had some of that this game, which I thought was really cool, but it would be wonderful to see him. I thought maybe it would be Malik Curry. Unfortunately, he got injured, but even he wasn't really doing that yet. I saw some of that early in games, but I think this team is begging for someone that will take the eyes of the defense off of Sean and Taz just a little bit. They don't need a whole lot of room, right? But if someone could create a bit, man, I I think the way we think about this team, Scoot, I even think the way you think about Jalen Bridges changes because Guido, and I'll shut up because I wanted your opinion, but just to season that a little bit, Taz and Sean take 26 of WVU's 52 shots in this game, okay? So it's not like, you know, we've been talking about this week over week now where take a guy like JB, um, it's like, man, he didn't really score any any of this game. Well, he's not even getting any shots up. I think he took three shots again this game. Like, there's no, like... I think the we know that Taz and Sean are going to dominate the volume of shots, but I think just the fact that no one else is really creating plays such a big factor on this offense right now. I think they would be so much better if they could get someone who's willing to be the point guard and create a little bit. I think it could be so valuable. Well, and I and I agree with you 100%, Johnson, and that's kind of where I am on this team. Like I feel like this week this UAB game, maybe this Youngstown State game, and maybe it spills into the Texas game in the first of the year. Like, this team's finally starting to figure itself out. And and I, I don't want to be the person who says this, but I'm going to be. <laughs> I, think, I, I think Malik Curry injuring his ankle in the first half 
is a bit of a godsend in a way because I think it allowed the team to look at it. Like, I think it allowed Huggins to let Kedrian Johnson be Kedrian Johnson. And Kedrian goes out. He only tries to take four shots. He, you know, he has four assists, no turnovers, and, and plays 26 minutes. So he ran it. He played like a true point guard for those 26 minutes. And if they see that that's a, you know, that ability is there, because I think you're going to have that every game. Like, I think. It may maybe it does free up Jalen a little bit, but I think Taz and Sean are always gonna. Ha, that's always gonna be half the shots. Yeah, gonna be I'm, I'm sure. Always gonna yeah, be. I'm sure. But, but I I think that this team's finally, and I think when you have this situation, Scooty, when you have these guys who are only coming in for one year and they didn't practice together last year and they didn't know each other, they need a lot more time to sort of gel together. And I think that's finally starting to happen. And. And as weird as it is to say, I think you can do that in the middle of a game. Like, and I think that UA, this UAB game might be an example of that. Like, they finally started to gel a little bit in this game. Because, Scoop, before you, how about like Kedrian hitting Kerrigan with the oop? You know, like you start to see those little things and you're like, man, that's, uh, I'll take Kedrian. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take Kedrian doing that every game from the one. I'll, well, I'll take it a, every game. So I think you've got a, you've got a mindset, right? So, a lot of these guys, and we don't see it too often nowadays because it's not what gets on Sports Center, right? Good passing doesn't usually get on Sports Center. It's the the finish around the basket, or it's the big three pointer. We need a guy that's going to be a, a, a JD Collins, Darius Nichols, get the ball to the guys that are going to score. Like you said, drive the basket, look to kick, or hey, guess what? You know what? Those guys are being guarded tighter i'm gonna just take it to the yeah to the rim myself and just don't turn it over yeah. and and could that be kedrian i guess as long as he i i yet to really buy in on his jump shot i mean i don't i have not seen anything great out of his his but, range but here's the thing scoot i don't think they need i don't think they need a shooting and i guard. agree i 100 percent agree yeah. i don't want him I to don't, shoot I, I don't either I think he could take zero shots each game, and right. I'd be fine yeah. with that. He can go one for four yeah, every right. game and still be yes, important. We are 100% on the same page. The problem I have, though, is we need Kedrian to really understand that. Because if he thinks he's got to score some and shoot some – that's not the role I I see him in. But here's the thing, your buddy, your you know your your old dribble drive crazy goofy you know McCabe boy. That was his problem. McCabe could have been a great point guard if he wasn't trying to like shoot and throw balls behind his back. Like if he would just have been a point guard, he would have been a great point. Well, guard. Well, that's interesting. That, that's interesting though because I don't see. I I agree with Guido. Like I I don't see Kedrian taking himself out of games the way that the way that. McCabe used to if that's where you're going like well, I don't see that here's here was Jordan's downfall right Jordan's downfall was he was looking to make the pass but he was looking to make the pass the story of the game right so he was looking to <laughs> yes. make yes. like uh some ridiculous pass could yeah, he do right. those sometimes yeah maybe one out of every five but the problem was right if one didn't happen on the first one, he wasn't going to get to the one because he was already pulled out of the game because <laughs> right. he wasn't going to get the first four yes. before right. he got to that fifth one. So along with Kedrian Johnson, for me, and I, I, I haven't seen enough of him, but to me, this says, hey, Kobe Johnson, hey, Seth Wilson, you see we've got an area of need. Can you 
Can you take care of the basketball? Yeah. Can you be that guy? Here's an opportunity. Yeah, here's yeah. a chance for you to get more minutes. If you can be a guy that can show us, hey, we don't need you to score. Just get the ball to the scorers. And I think uh, Kobe Johnson is, as a freshman, still, I don't want to say timid, but he comes across like he's trying not to make too many mistakes. Yeah, he's sure. trying to stay out yeah, of the crosshairs. Right, right, right. He wants to stay out of the coach's Because he's a freshman. Yeah, right. sure. He's timid. That's, right. you're, not, you're not wrong. So I don't see him – necessarily taking the bull by the horns but i think he could be I, he kind of has that uh that mindset he looks like a 27 year old guy so it's not like he's looking he's like dude. he needs to put yeah. on weight or yeah, you know he doesn't look like he doesn't yeah. look out of place right i think that wvu i i i guess i just felt like in our little text uh that you guys are super down on this team and, and i and it's hard for me you know to sit here and look at a team right now that is 10 and 1 and I know we haven't played a lot of, you know, we have one really good win against UConn. I know that, you know, UAB is a solid win as well. I think that, you know, you have Baylor and, and Kansas and Texas sort of at the top of the Big 12. I think everybody else is sort of bunched there together. You know, maybe Texas Tech is a little bit better than some of the other teams. But I think you have Oklahoma and WVU and Iowa State are all sort of bunched there in the middle. You know, I, I think that there's a potential for this team to perform well in the conference. And I still think this is a tournament team. Uh, Scoot, you're the you're sitting here. You you were on the text machine yesterday. I'm looking at a ten and one team, and you're saying that you don't think they make the NCAA. No, no, no. Tournament. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. They'll make the tournament. They will make the tournament. But what I am saying is, I don't. Johnson, is that what he said in the text? Is, uh, can I go back? Can we go back? I didn't and say they the were a tournament team. I I'll say this though. They are going to have their hands full in this conference. If I've only got, if I only feel right now. I feel comfortable with four games out of what? We have 20? Right, yes. Four wins? No, I don't know. I'm not saying we're going to get four wins. I feel comfortable. We'll win some other games, but I feel comfortable saying we'll beat Kansas State twice. We'll beat uh, Texas Christian University twice. Well, but look, it's hard to sweep anyone in this conference, and that goes both ways. Yes. That, that goes both ways, right? It's hard for yes. teams also to come to Morgantown. We've had, I think we've had some right. borderline lesser teams beat people like Listen, Baylor when they I came think, into the Coliseum. Right. So, we can so beat I think Oklahoma. we probably think, win some games you don't, like currently when you look at the schedule, Scoot, I just think there's probably some games there we end up winning because they have to come sure, to Morgantown sure. as well. I, yeah, and that's why I think, you know, six, maybe we squeak out seven wins in the conference. <laughs> wow. I'm still nine. I'm nine, 10, 11. I'm somewhere there. I'm between nine and 11. Our lack of size is a huge concern as well, right? So we've got we've got this streaky shooting, but some of these teams have like, you know, six, nine guys uh, for days. And if they're not six, nine, they're seven foot. Like, well, so let's, that's, well, let's do it right now. Then I I'm saying eight conference wins Guido. I'll say, I'll take my middle number. I'll take 10 conference wins. Okay. Scoot. Uh, I will say, I'm going to say six, 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 eight, 10. We can, and I'll six, capture eight, that in the show remember. notes. Yeah. And we'll keep, we'll keep a tally. I, I hope wonder I'm if wrong. we should even, I hope I'm wrong. I, I'll double I'll double down. Why don't we I'll I'll like I did for football season, why don't we lay out the conference schedule and we'll each pick wins and losses and then we'll kind of keep track along the way. How about yeah, that? Yeah, we'll do that. We'll put it up on the website. People can track it. That's yeah. a, I like this. Let's I like do this that. idea. And that way we'll keep ourselves accountable. Let's talk about something else WVU basketball related, but not necessarily about this team. Let's talk about Oscar for a moment, guys. 
and I don't, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because I think we all are on the same page. And I think anybody who listens to this podcast is with us as well. Uh, Oscar says in an interview uh, that Huggins threatened to ruin his life um, if he left WVU. Um, Huggins responded like, I don't know what he's talking about, pretty much. He said uh, he hadn't sort of, talked to Oscar. Oscar left after a game, and he never saw him again. Like There was like no <laughs> yeah. contact. He said he, he said he left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Oscar later came back and said after sort of Twitter and the internet blew up about this that, well, I heard through somebody else that somebody at WVU said that Huggins said that I, he was going to ruin and talk to people. I'm I'm only the camp of why, and I guess here's where I'm at on this whole thing, which is I don't believe it's true. I I love the fact that like guys like you know John Flowers, uh, who friend of the show John Flowers came out and said you know Huggins didn't say that pretty much. And, is that a uh, paraphrase? And uh, that's a paraphrase. I'll paraphrase it a little bit. Um, there were some other choice words in there that John put out there, but you know, and I think that. Um, I don't understand what Oscar was trying to get out of this is where I'm at with it. Well, to me, I think it's more the the author of the story is trying to make himself, uh, hey, look at this juicy tidbit that I've got here on a guy that's doing really well right now. And this could be a story that people could latch on to. And, and ultimately, he could be the guy that provided this insight that was unknown before. I think it's more indicative, not so much of Oscar as it is this author. I think was his name, Kyle Tucker or something like that. Is that his name? Uh, yeah. So I don't From know. The athletic, yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't like it was some like random. That's what that was the other thing Johnson for me. It was the athletic. It wasn't some like r- random website. Well, or you whatever. would expect more, right? Yeah, you would yes. expect more. Yes. So I exactly. guess if. And I know the people don't usually reveal their sources because then they stop becoming a source, but. It would be good to know, okay, well, is Oscar saying this directly to, you know, was this, is this Oscar telling this, this uh, author of this article or whatever? Is this the sources telling the author, hey, this is kind of what Oscar has been saying, or, you know, it's kind of, I want to know if it's firsthand, secondhand, thirdhand. And to me, it sounds like it was a non-story, but this guy thought, hey, you know what, I can maybe, you know, like I said narrate or, or create some sort of narration for the season that Oscar is having. He's having a great season and this could become maybe the reason why he's having such a great season. Well, but why, why is this even a thing? Why would right. Oscar even be talking about WVU? He's all in on, on UK I'm, now. He's having a great season there. Hugs certainly isn't going to bring, like, why is this even a, th- why are I, we even having this conversation? I don't know that it's a the, recent to me, thing. To me, to me, this is, this this you know amateur hour over at the athletic just bored digging around think he's going to be clever dig something up and then everyone and their brother pointed out that you know way later there's actually never a retraction to the article he just tweets out a oh hey Oscar followed up and said that maybe this actually isn't the case, you know, and it's like right. well then what are we doing and actually hey buddy you owe an apology to everyone. Uh, you know, like what? And, and, and you're right, Johnson. Like in the whole scheme of things, it made the athletic look bad. Yeah, more than anybody. I'm else. sure the athletic like, was like, dude, what are you doing? I mean, I know there were some people who tweeted out, "Oh, is Huggins in trouble now or whatever?" No, like that's not like this. It was the most ridiculous thing ever. Well, Huggs gave it the big whatevs. You know, like he was. If like, anyone this is came even- out looking great, it's Huggins. 
Like well, he, he even said, like amazing. Like he was like, "Look, I'll take a lie detector. Like, what do you want me to like, do?" You know, he he looks amazing, and and I do think it kind of um, maybe makes Oscar look like he's pouting a little bit, or you know, he was cry yeah, baby, like, yeah. "Hey, this is why I left, and I wasn't being treated fairly, or whatever." Well, and it's like move on. Like if you don't have the con, like if you don't take any time besides the Twitter, like scrolling by on Twitter, you're like move hey, on well like, get, yeah you and calipari are doing yeah, great you like, got rebounds just, out the wazoo right. enjoy your life have fun at uk if, if i got anything from this i i kind of lump oscar more with danny jennings than i did before if i do anything mm-hmm. right because the only difference is danny jennings left at halftime oscar apparently left after the end of the game like he didn't stick around after right. the game so well and scoot what do we say you always pointed out what do west virginia people love and what do they not love they so like right see he made the quotes in this ridiculous article were things like i was miserable i didn't want to put the jersey on stuff like what are west virginia people gonna do they're gonna like, be like don't let the door yeah, right. hit you roll out like, son get out yeah of yeah, yeah. <laughs> Later. like okay we'll move like, on Speaking of a WVU player, though, that West Virginians do love, Deuce has done well in the NBA. F- makes his appearance for the Knicks last week, has a great game, uh, sc- scores what eight, he scored, eight points. 15, eight points in the first eight, one. Eight points, and uh, just does a great job. And then, unfortunately, Saturday enters the COVID protocol yeah. and has to sit out for a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, a second game, 36 minutes. 15 points, nine assists, uh, maybe three rebounds, something like that, which for a guy in his second game ever in the NBA, pretty amazing. No turnovers, I think. Well, and had great. people had people talking about him in the postgame. Like, I think yeah, I Derek noticed Rose it. Be- talking about yeah, him. right. That's what I noticed. Like that, so that's so cool to me. I love it. I mean, What's I, funny I hope- is Derek Rose didn't know his name was Miles. Because he yeah. gets asked yeah. about Miles McBride, and he's like, "Who are we talking about?" And he's then he's like, like Deuce. Somebody goes, <laughs> "Oh, yeah. Deuce, yeah, he's cool. I like Deuce. Like, he's like, like you're at practice with this guy every day." And he got to guard Steph Curry most of that game too, which was pretty cool yeah. as well. Right. So, congrats to him doing great for the Knicks. If you get a chance, watch some Knicks games. If you see him on NBA TV or whatever, you're going to see Deuce play. I think a lot. I mean, it looks like he might actually get more and more playing time. So, so good for him. Yeah, guys, I want to change over a little bit here and start talking a little bit about football. Not a ton, but just enough to to sort of wet our whistle, if you will. Signing day happened on Wednesday. WVU signs a bunch of a bunch of commits. Nothing that was sort of out of the ordinary. No flips, yeah, no flips. Yeah, no major, no major signings. I mean, I think you know the big thing, and it, you know everybody's sort of excited about it. Is is you know Nico Markial is uh, now coming to WVU. He's a left-handed quarterback, uh, Arizona High School Football Player of the Year. Uh, big deal. And I think what was interesting about Scooty is uh, Neil Brown said multiple times during the day on Wednesday that Nico will make an impact from day one. How do you feel about that? I hope he's right. I hope he's telling us the truth because I I do think um, I, I would permute God if you listen to our show, you know that I'm. I would welcome a quarterback competition. I would welcome a change of scenery for our quarterback room. Uh, I would welcome any of that. You would? I would. I'm unfamiliar. Really? Even though, I thought, even wait, though he's are my you boy. talking about your boy? Yeah, he's yeah, my boy. But, about, uh, okay, all right. What struck me, and I, I tweeted it or texted it to you guys. I didn't tweet it to you, but I did text it to you guys. It is when Nico. Somebody that tweeted Nico's acceptance speech of his uh, Arizona Player yeah. of the Year award. Right. Yep. He's right. well put together. This is a guy that yeah. looks like a leader 
This is a guy that looks like he's going to command attention from day one. He's an impressive kid. Yeah, yeah like, sure. I mean, there's not – I don't see him like, man, this guy's a freshman. I'm not listening to this guy. No, he he uh, honored the right people that he was supposed to honor. He talked about the history of the award before, you know, and how it was important to the guy, I guess, that the award is named after, played – or coached at both Arizona and Arizona State and how he wanted to, you know, embody that whole Arizona, you know, mindset with accepting the – I mean, he was fantastic. And this was like a minute and a half long speech, and it was amazing. So if if he can do this – my only concern, and I, I have an aversion to left-handed quarterbacks because I'm right-handed, and I don't know. <laughs> so uh, that's my only problem with him. But if if we can give him a fair chance – to start the season in a, in a true if it's a, if Daggy's back and we want a true competition, that would be, I'd welcome that. Or if it's him, let's yeah. say Daggy leaves and it's him and Garrett and goose, let them all try, like make it be fair. Let it, let it be a true competition. And whoever seems to do the best after spring season and, and after the, the fall camp, then let's go with that person. Yeah. And it was, you know, I do think, I will say this, not a lot of transfer action for us, not as much as I guess I would like to have seen. Um, you know, you do have Lin J. Dixon, which I think is going to, he's going to, Lin J. Dixon will be an impact player next year for I think WV. so too. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think that's, that, that, that you know, without a doubt. I, I think there are some other ones. Um, Jeremiah Aaron, who is a wide receiver, uh, comes from a community college coming over. Um, so I think, again, he's going to be another impact player. Um, as you go, I will say there are some exciting ones that I see along the way. I mean, Hershey McLaren, another guy you're going to see next year. So another, you know, he, he's a safety. So you, that helps that D backs. We were worried about that a little bit. Another guy who's, you know, transferring in after playing at Juco for a couple of, a uh, couple of seasons. So there are positives coming out of it. I will say though, looking at this, I, I, there was nothing. I mean, and it's it's so hard because it was the. I will say that I know you guys don't watch or Scoot's never been into, you know, these recruiting days and these signing things. It's not something that he's excited about. This was the craziest ever, signing day in college football. Like it was insane, and I think that this is the first time you've seen the name and likeness sitch really start to affect where kids sign and play football and how they sign moving forward. And that is, you know, was nothing but amplified by the fact that Travis Hunter signed the number one overall recruit left literally like nobody knew this was happening, had committed to Florida state left and goes to Deion Sanders at Jackson state. And Johnson, that's just a crazy move. Yeah. Especially with Dion being a Florida state alum. Like I, I know that's sort of like, uh, you know, a byline to this it's for, for an HBCU to get that, level of a player I think is amazing and good for them and good for Dion right he's playing the game and I think it's actually pretty cool I know if you're at Florida State you're probably like this is why this shouldn't be a thing well, but I think burning you know his what? Jersey. It's, people had framed Dion no, jerseys right, and they're putting right, them in fire I, know, I mean here's here's an alum of your program and he's stealing the the top the top recruit out from under you so you know I, I don't know Guido I think I read and listened to some stuff later that day about like you know uh, Texas was saying they can guarantee their starting linemen will each make $50,000 during the year, you know? And I started to think like, what, like, you know, what's, what's, what what's are, going on? What are we doing? You know, but uh, we can get I you some it, ice cream at the pokey dot in Fairmont. 
<laughs> right. But here's the thing, Scooty. Like, Travis Hunter, high school senior, signs, number one overall guy, signs. And in, and in the day he signs, 18-year-old, he gets a name and likeness deals estimated up to $1.5 million. And he hasn't even, he hasn't even played a well, game. Well, uh, there's a connection between... There's a connection between Dion and Barstool, though, right? I think there was a, and there's also some sort of like a movie in the making or some kind yeah, of like, like a, a documentary movie deal or, something. or something. Yeah, like a hard yeah. knocks or so, I don't know, some kind of television production as well. Um, that's where I think WVU is going to struggle, right? Unless we find ways and loopholes and, and things that could lure some of these recruits because it'll be, it's going to be one of those things that if you, don't get ahead of the curve. You're going to get left behind. Right. You, you're going to have to really be crafty about how you um, try to recruit. And you're going to have, because the thing is, you're going to have, you always had people recruiting against you. Now you've got money openly, open, you know, out in the open recruiting against you. Yeah. Well, Guido, are you overshadowing, though, the best thing to happen to us in name and likeness from this whole time, which is a wonderfully done Jalen Bridges. Listen, I'm a country club roll. bakery man. No, I'm a country club that's bakery a mistake. man. That's a mistake because Roger <laughs> is a wonderful Roger commercial or Mazas. I guess Mazas is how they pronounced it. I would go Mazas because I'm Italian. But Roger and Mazas. That's a good pepperoni roll. It is a good pepperoni roll, Scoot. I and agree I would with go Scoot. For that's three. A, it's a I'd solid go for pepperoni three, just roll. like Jalen. I'd shoot for three too, just like JB. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> Anyway, the best is yes. the jersey so, he's wearing. Yes. It is like, yes. It's, it's, like, like, it's like a t-shirt printed with a number yeah. on it. Can <laughs> somebody find me a couple of iron-on one number ones, please? Yeah, it's like a it's like a triple extra large on him with the number on it. That's way You'd too, like anyway. to see Roger oh, and Mats's. It's so great. I love it. If you haven't if you haven't seen it yet, it's out on the internet, guys. Uh Jalen Bridges did a name and likeness agreement with the pepperoni, Roger and Mats's pepperoni, and uh it pepperoni rolls and it's kind of funny well uh one more thing before we uh kind of wrap it up a couple of things i do want to say though about wvu football congratulations to zach frazier he is just raking in the all-american and the you know all of that like awards out the wazoo right now for zach zach frazier johnson uh walter camp uh all-american a uh, freshman all-american white Milan white Milan was in there with a freshman all-american as well so just great for those guys on the line yeah i mean to boast back-to-back freshman all-americans on this offensive line and and scoot we've been giving the offensive line a hard time during the year right so we need, we need to recognize like these guys are being honored uh with all american awards i'm excited i think it's you know you can see the potential i think we're going to be celebrating um zach frazier and and even Wyatt milam as well for years to come it's pretty awesome next week we're going to break down the bowl game right now uh, the only name that we have heard boys that's not going to play in this bowl game is letty brown he opts out to make preparations for professional football i think we'll still hear some more stuff i think i don't know that it's all out there yet. well but not according to coach brown though scoo coach brown was saying that he he doesn't think anyone other than Letty will be opting out. So I think it's going to be interesting to see. I find that hard to believe, but if you listen to Coach Brown, he doesn't well, think so. we did find out that uh, Jalen Anderson will not be in the bowl game. I don't know if it is uh, surrounding his eligibility or what the reason was, but uh, I think Neil Brown did say that Jalen Anderson, who was kind of down on the depth chart as uh, in the running backs room, but uh, he, yeah. he will not be attending the bowl game. So we'll break all of that down next week on our pre-bowl game 
episode. Uh, and also, guys, one last thing before we take a break. I do want to say WVU men's soccer, congratulations to them. They finish with the highest ranking in school history, Johnson. Yeah, so they finish, depending on what poll you look at, there's like a coaches and then some other rankings, seventh and eighth. But uh, but Scoot finished um, with the highest ranking in school history. That's pretty awesome. So for su- for someone that has come in in not two so years. much, you know, yeah, two yeah years. I mean, it, and in, in a, a short time. amount of time, yeah, yeah it, he's, re- I mean, he's really got everything. And I'll believe, I'll, awesome. I'll tell you this: I, I've followed WVU soccer for a while since I, you know, coached high school soccer. Um, Marlon LeBlanc, I really thought that the the breakthrough would really happen with him. Um, he had always. Uh, led very competitive soccer teams, but it's a testament to Dan Stratford that he's been able to get them over that last hurdle there to get them really in the national championship contender status. For sure. Yep. Yeah. Congrats to Dan Stratford and the WVU men's soccer team for their high finish this year. Uh, Guys, listen, let's take a quick break. We'll come back with the number one game show on a West Virginia university sports podcast. It's a little game we like to call Bluff the Fluff. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Got Your Ears On. Vortech Knives is a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in high-quality steel, fast-opening, everyday carrying knives. If you go to VortechKnives.com today and use the code G-Y-E-O, you get a 25% discount on your entire order. That's Vortech, V-O-R-T-E-K, Knives.com, a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in fast-opening, high-quality, everyday carry knives. Vortech Knives. everybody welcome back to got your ears on guido here along with scoot and johnson listen don't forget find us online you can look for us on instagram or twitter at got your ears you can also find us on facebook just search got your ears on guys it's time for the number one game show on a west virginia university sports podcast it's a little game we like to call bluff the fluffs and guys this is a big this is a big game like this is a big 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 game right here johnson right now has the lead there's only two weeks left in the season this is if johnson wins that's it johnson is the 2021 champion so johnson wins tonight he's the 2021 champion he'll be the first ever bluff the fluffs repeat champion because he won 2020 and let's see if he can win 2021 scoot um right now you have zero championships on your shelf uh, I'm not worried. Okay. I'm not worried. I'm America's favorite anyway. I'm trying to run it back right now, Scoot. Uh, I'm America's favorite. It's I'm like, a I'm like the Dallas Cowboys. I got some butterflies. I'm a little nervous for this. You should be. So I, I will say that our intern who uh, brings us coffee, fills my beer for me, uh, you know, did a, a spectacular job this week. Cloney, clone dog was phenomenal this week with the Bluff the yeah? Fluffs guys. It's a hot um, one is what you're saying? I mean, he... Spicy. He's going to have to do a little bit more than that, I think, to to warrant a full time position on this show. This might go down as the best written bluff the fluffs of all wow, time. Wow, this high expectations, Scoot. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's probably some ridiculous topic. 
Well, Army Navy was rough last week. I mean, I Army Navy was rough last week. That was a rough topic. Like that's that was tough on you guys. All right. This week, guys, it is Bluff the Fluffs special edition. All questions about cheese, Michael oh. J. Fox movies, who's the boss in 86. Oh, now we're no. talking. Now I'm we're talking. Dead. Let's go. Clone Dog, Let's what are you go. doing? I'm dead. Clone Dog, you're the man. Oh my gosh. You are the man. Listen, that's Oakville right there. Oh my gosh. I'm so intimidated right <laughs> you now. Should be. I'm so intimidated right now. <laughs> As always, correct answers are worth five points. A steal is worth 10 points. And final bluff is worth. 25 points we had a complete and total random flip of the coin and scooty you get to go first okay i'm ready let's hit it all right here we go first question on average how many pounds of milk does it take to make one pound of cheese is it two six ten or twenty one I feel it's six, Guido. I feel it is six pounds of milk for one pound of cheese. I feel like Scooty missed that question is what I feel like. I feel like, uh, Scoot, you're incorrect. Johnson, for 10 points and the steal, is it 2, 10, or 21? So I would never measure milk in pounds, first of all. So I'm thrown a bit because... Yeah. You're a quantities guy. You you are I'm thinking ounces, I'm thinking liters. Uh so pounds has me thrown a bit. What are my choices again, Guido? I'm sorry. Two, ten, or twenty-one. I'm gonna go ten. Ten points and the steal goes to Johnson to take the lead against Scooty in the special edition cheese Michael J. Fox movies, Who's the Boss, and 80s sitcom. Scoot, do you feel embarrassed that you no, missed this no, no, first no, no. question? That's a, that's a, that has nothing to do with the taste of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, come on. The people on the chat are saying it's kind of embarrassing hey, if you miss any of these questions. Seabass on the chat kind of says it's embarrassing. Listen, He's not talking about the taste of cheese. He's talking about math. That's, that's this, is this is that's a trick. This is a big steal. I, I, f- I'm I feeling it's a good. big steal. A big steal. I feel like the guy on Star I think Wars. It's a big steal. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> Akbar, Admiral Akbar. Yeah. It's that's a, a trap. <laughs> All right, so uh, Johnson, you get 10 points and the steal there, getting a bit closer to your championship win. This next question is to you. In the hit... 1980s sitcom Webster, what caused the Papadopoulos apartment to burn down in season two? Oh my God. Well, I'm so nervous. I'm sweating. I, I'm sweating right now because I think Scoot knows this immediately. Like I'm, I'm verklempt. I'm a little verklempt right now. Was it, was it Christmas lights, a curling iron, a chemistry set, or an easy bake oven? Whew. I'm schwitzing. I'm schwitzing. I'm so nervous. John, I wish you guys were watching this on Twitch because Johnson's face during the options of that question was hilarious. He looked frightened. It was like a deer in headlights look I, on your I'm face. Nerv- I'm genuinely nervous. I'm going to go with, it's 1986, right? I'm going to go easy bake oven. Scooty, for 10 points and the steal, was it Christmas lights, a curling iron, or a chemistry set? It it was a curling iron, Guido, a curling iron. I'm sorry, that's incorrect as well. 
the correct answer was chemistry set. Whoa. Wow, Scoot. You had a steal there, and you just dropped it on 80s sitcom. I, I thought it was a curling iron. I even remember an episode where there was something with a curling iron. I feel like this was a was this a fix? I mean, maybe maybe there was an episode with a curling iron. Cloney's just throwing you curveballs here. I feel like I maybe just you, dodged a bullet. You did. Because I thought I had a hot one. I, I did thought too. I was on a heat seeker. Like, no pun intended. I thought you had a hot one. I mean, Scoot, did you even watch sitcoms in the eighties? Oh 80s? my god. Wouldn't you come on? <laughs> Let's go. Give me the question. All right, here you go. Next question, Scooty, is back to you. In the Michael J. Fox hit of nineteen eighty five, Back to the Future. What was the name of Doc Brown's dog in 1955? Was it Galileo, Newton, Einstein, or Copernicus? Hmm, that's tough. That's tough. Man, he's Cloney. He's bringing the heat. Uh, I feel like Cloney did like extra homework on these. So 1955. Uh, I think it was Newton. Oh my God. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Johnson, for 10 points and the steal, was it Galileo, Einstein, or Copernicus? I thought it was Einstein in real time. So, Copernicus or Galileo? Um, I'm going to go Copernicus. 10 points! Steel goes to Johnson and he takes the lead 20 to nothing over Scoot in what might be the greatest bluff the fluffs of all time. Right now, Johnson, you're too you excited about this. As a host, good. you're supposed to remain kind of neutral. You are not remaining neutral. You're very excited <laughs> about the outcome. I feel this is a fix. There's no fix. You're very, you're very hyped up over these steals. I need oxygen. I need oxygen right now. I'm so hyped. Scooty, how is this happening? I think this is amazing. You last week literally said at the end of Bluff the Fluffs when you lost, why doesn't he write a uh, Bluff the Fluffs about cheese and Michael J. Fox? This this is exactly what you said last week. Where are the topics like cheese and. Movies starring Michael J. Fox. Like, where are those topics? <laughs> you mean the, the things yeah, that you the things know that is what you're asking really for. Good at. 80s sitcoms. Yes, like, that's the where kind of is stuff that stuff? Who's right. the boss? Like, can we not get yeah. topics like, who's the boss? <laughs> and then here we are, and you are not performing, Scoot. Yeah, let's get to the next question. <laughs> oh. All right, Johnson, correct answer right there. Got you 20 points. And this next question is back to you okay deep breath and i gotta tell you i i would be shocked if scooty missed this oh, question gosh. okay look i'm already sweating i'm already sweating don't do that not to put pressure on you yeah who's the boss's main man tony maselli a scrappy light hitting second baseman had a cup of coffee with what major league franchise was it the san diego padres the st louis cardinals the new york mets or the Houston Astros. Oh boy. Scoot, after I miss this, can you do your voice, your Tony Maselli voice when you get your when you give your answer? That's one request I'm gonna make. Yes. I I think like as you're reading those off, the St. Louis Cardinals speak to me. Like when I channel my who's the boss watching days, Samantha, I, I'm gonna go with the St. Louis Cardinals. 
That's correct for five points. St. Louis Cardinals is the correct answer. And Johnson now has a commanding lead, 25 to nothing. Now, let's can we can we say that that is the first question he's gotten with four choices on the board here? I have helped him a little bit. That, that, uh, okay, that is true. That is true. The last two, the first 20 points were steals. I'll give you that. But, uh, and that, that was a question that, uh, that was a good one. So, and of All course right. it went uh, to so, him. So, <laughs> so, Sco- <laughs> so Scooty, uh, you got to get some points here on the board. It's looking pretty rough. You can't get shut out in this. I mean, aren't you a little upset by this? Just ask the question. <laughs> You're a host. You're not supposed to be antagonizing the guests. You think you think you think Barker would have said, hey, "You you really gonna bid a dollar on that item?" Listen, no, I'm no, he's Bob just gonna Barker. say, "Okay, a dollar, good, let's go." With he's it. not gonna goad the contestants, is what you you're think saying. Chuck Woolery said, "Did you really want to pick that person for a date?" No, he said, "Okay, tell me about the date." He didn't say, "Why'd you pick oh, that man. person for a date?" They don't look bad. No, he said, "Let's think- hear about it." And we'll be back Scooty's in two and two. Heels. This is this is Scooty on his heels right here, guys. He's getting you're making him mad. I'm I don't make yeah. him mad because he'll come back with like big brain eighties stuff. So I think you're in his head, Johnson, is what I think. All right, Scooty, this next question is back to you. Michael J. Fox, a Canadian, uh, as you know, is was childhood is and was childhood friends with which former Boston Bruin? It was it. Cam Neely, Ray Bork, Terry O'Reilly, or Andy Moog? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you said Michael J. Fox. You knew Michael J. Fox. Well, for one, uh, I don't know Terry O'Reilly at all. Like, that's a name that is, like, foreign. You might as well be from Canada. I don't know him. Um, Andy Moog was a goalkeeper. I do know that. Goaltender. I guess in hockey they're tenders, not keepers. Um. Uh, Ray Bork, where wore number 77. Uh, You're stalling. Uh, Cam Neely wore number eight, I believe. Uh, I'm going to say Cam Neely. I'm probably wrong, but let's hit me with a buzzer. That's correct. For five points, Cam Neely is the right answer. Scoot, you are in a bad spot right now, just emotionally, I feel. I'm bad. <laughs> you were saying you were wrong, and you got the question right. Well, like, because... This is not the Scoot we know. You're very Clone confident. Dog is trying to bring some sort of like reverse psychology yeah, he's on button me. That's hooking the thing. us he's right trying now. To like I think he's button-hooking Scoot right now. Reverse me. He's... He's giving Scoot the button hook. I mean, I love it. I'm here for it. But I think he's Scoot's getting button hooked. <laughs> I'm here for it. Johnson goes, I'm here for it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, uh, Tony Danza had <laughs> blonde or brown hair. Go ahead, Johnson. What has he got? Like, those are the questions that – that's the question that Johnson just got was, so Tony Danza, does his name start with a T and a D? Yes or no? <laughs> that's oh, okay, not true. St. Louis uh, Cardinals, come on. Who doesn't know that? Oh my God! Hey yo, oh hey, Angela. <laughs> Ooh, Mona. The last question before final bluff goes to you, Johnson. You have a lead right now, twenty-five to five over Scooty. Developed in nineteen ten, modern American cheese is traditionally a blend of cheddar and this type of cheese. Is it Colby, Gouda? I don't even know how to say this one, Scoot. Sh- sham. Chambert, Chambert, and, or Swiss. What was that last one? 
Swiss was the last one. Camer Camerbert? Does that sound like a cheese? <laughs> I don't even know that. Did you say Did you say Camerbert? Camer Cam Camembert? It's it can't I mean, be Bert. It it's got to be a like a bear, like bear. right? Well, yeah, it's got to be yeah. a bear. It's, it's French, probably. It's not like Bert and Ernie. Um. Oh my God, I'm sweating again. Um. <laughs> I like this way. I'm going to say because I'm really not. I'm really not sure. I'm debating two in my head. Um, I'm going to go with. Oh my gosh! I feel like this is such a. This is this is a big one, right? This is a big one, right? It's a big. It's a big one. I I'm gonna go with Colby. That's correct for five points. Colby cheese is uh, often combined with cheddar to create American cheese. So, I mean, if this was a taste test, I would have. That's a slam dunk for me all day long. Scooty, I hate to tell you something. Uh, tasting doesn't work on the radio. As I well want to go uh, back though and knowledge. figure out how you really say camera bird, so we can camera bear. Because <laughs> that's going to be bear? funny later. I feel. I feel like that's yeah. All right. So here's the sitch, guys. Final bluff time. Johnson has a 25-point lead. So, Scooty, you can still do this because there's a tie, and then there's a tiebreaker question. So there, you're not out of it yet, buddy. Johnson, you answer this question right. You win the 2021 Bluff the Fluffs Challenge, and you are the first ever to uh, repeat in that. Final Bluff. 25 points. As always, guys, we have to have you buzz in with your own buzzers. Scooty, I know you're a little flustered right now. What's your buzzer this week? Ooh, Mona. Uh, <laughs> all right. And uh, Johnson, what do you got for a buzzer? Camera Bert. Okay, Camera Bert. All right. Making fun of my inability to pronounce French cheeses. I appreciate that. <laughs> all right, here you go. Everyone knows that Mash and Cheers are the top two most watched series finales of all time. What is the next series finale from a 1980s show that appears on that list? So what's number three on that list? Is it Murder, She Wrote, The Cosby Show, Magnum P.I., or Dallas? Ooh, Mona. All right. <laughs> all right, Scoot. That was an emphatic ooh, Mona. Yeah, I know. For 25 points and the tie... Is it Murder, She Wrote, The Cosby Show, Magnum P.I., or Dallas? Uh, I believe it was Dallas. What? This is a rock. <laughs> Congratulations, Johnson. You just won. You don't even have to answer it. You can give a guess if you want, but you are the 2021 Bluff the Fluffs champion. Congrats. Well, I, I am perplexed, though, because I thought Scoot was dead right. So I'm going to go ahead and because I'm curious. Yeah, I'm going to say, so, okay, Murder, She Wrote, Magnum P.I., and- uh, The Cosby Show. Cosby Show. Scoot, this is going to This is going to be Dallas. This is going to hurt you. It had to be Dallas. I, I thought it was Dallas. It's got to be Magnum P.I. then. Magnum P.I. is the correct answer. I mean, you even look like Tom Selleck. I do, a young like, Tom Selleck. I do. I do. I, I do look I get that all the time. Or I either get Selleck or I get uh, Ben Affleck. One of this the two. feels this feels good. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. So, 
Special edition, Bluff the Fluffs, Cheese, Michael J. Fox movies, Who's the Boss, and 80s sitcom. Johnson, you win 55 to 5, a 50-point win over Scooty. It must feel good to be the reigning champion of Bluff like, the Fluffs. I'd like to thank my wife. I, I'd like to thank my mom I, and dad. Hey, why I, are I'd you like clapping? To, You're the I'd host. Like to thank you shouldn't Clooney. be partial. I, I'd like to thank <laughs> Colby Cheese. I'd like to thank Tom Selleck. I mean, I, I feel very honored and, uh, you know, I'm just going to soak it in, it, you know, a lot of work. I feel like, I feel like it's just, uh, you know, it just shows the progression Next of Bluff BTF. The Fluffs, Cloney, I want Expel said, ex, ex, I can't even talk Excel spreadsheets. I want, uh, uh, <laughs> fabric. I want, uh, drinking water. Yeah. Uh, distilled waters. And I would like uh, uh, hair care products. Yeah, you know what? I'd like to thank. Uh, I'd like to thank Nestle Pure Life. They're not a sponsor, but I feel like they've supported <laughs> me through this whole BTF experience. So, thank you, Guido. Uh, I, I'm overjoyed. Scoot, good, good rounds. Uh, but I feel like I, I, I feel good to be the back-to-back champ. Feels good. Scoot, Scoot, after this, are you feeling like maybe it's time to hang it up for Bluff the Fluffs, and you should maybe look on to something? Maybe different? I should I mean, be the host. Man, I mean, maybe I'm just maybe I mean, it could be you and and Johnson, a new challenger. They, I, I listen. Tables there, could there be might, turned. There I might be some work you'd to have to turned. do to be able to do listen, that, though. You got to find a buzzer. Long. You got to be able to. You got to be able to hit the buzzer. You got to be able to <laughs> read, read the questions. I mean, <laughs> I can do it all day long. <laughs> all right. Well, congratulations, Johnson, on being the 2021 Bluff the Fluffs champion. Uh, repeat uh, by you for two years in a row, and uh, you're you're unstoppable. You are becoming the New England Patriots of Bluff the Fluffs. Feels good. It does feel Feels good. Must feel good. Must feel good. Well, listen, guys, let's take a break. We're going to come back with a segment that we like to call, I can't believe my ears. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Got Your Ears On. Tactical Legion Knives, a West Virginia-owned and operated company that specializes in heavy-duty tactical knives and gear for the professional warrior, the weekend warrior, and the outdoor warrior. Our products are built tough. For who? For warriors. Hey, Mountaineer fans, make sure you go on Amazon and search Tactical Legion Knives. And when you do, make sure you put in the promo code 25TOBRADIO for Tob Radio you'll get 25% off on Tactical Legion Knives. everybody welcome back to got your ears on guido here along with scoot and johnson and listen don't forget check out our website got your ears it's the hub of everything about us johnson uh it is the hub check it out it's got your ears you can go there where we'll post the latest show in its blog form with all the show notes so if you want to click on some of those links that we include to check out stuff further you can there's also the uh click through to the merch store where we're donating uh, a portion of each purchase to the Bob Huggins Fish Fry later the, uh, next year. And uh, the tune-in link to the latest show is right there in the sidebar that you can click on and listen. So check it out. Yeah, definitely check it out. Got your ears on.com. Well, listen, guys. 
Sometimes, even after a bad Bluff the Fluffs game, we let Scooty go out on the internet and find something to make us all giggle a little bit. And that's a segment we like to call, I can't believe my ears! What do you got for us this week, Scoot? Well, uh, you guys are uh, people that understand fashion and, and looking good. Have either of you ever entered into a beauty contest? That's a negative. Yeah, that's, that's, a big, a, that's a hard no for me. Have any of no. you ever attended a beauty contest? I was on homecoming court. Was that's that, does that similar? Count, Very similar, yeah, I think. I feel right. like that qualifies. Yeah, I no, I've never been to one either. Dude, so. I, I just want to brag. I just want to brag for a second. I was on homecoming court in high school and in college. Oh wow! Look well, at this you guy. You are qualified here. I think you are. <laughs> I mean, did you ever do anything look, to enhance your looks for the for the contest? Like a little bit of like a little bit of rouge. Uh, I mean, of, well, uh, maybe you did something different with your hair. Maybe you dyed it. Maybe I, maybe <laughs> you uh, did some other thing. I don't know. Did you did you do anything no, to no, enhance your looks? I don't believe I did. Maybe I put a little bit of product in the hair at that point in my life, but well, uh, no, I don't believe. The reason I, I ask I uh, is because in Saudi Arabia, okay. there was a, a okay. there's been a crackdown because there was a beauty contest. As part of, um, you know, King Abdul Aziz Camel Festival, of um, course, <laughs> okay. of, of course, yeah, in of Saudi course. Arabia, uh, very popular, very popular. Anyway, beauty contest in which some of the contestants uh, had some work done to enhance their looks. Okay. So, like, they had a little bit of like, uh, like a like a surgery, cosmetic surgery. You're saying yes, like... yes, some Botox, some artificial touch-ups. Okay. Okay. The problem is uh, 40 contestants were disqualified. 40? 40, 40 wow. contestants disqualified. Why? That seems extreme, right? Seems like a lot. Yeah, that seems yeah. like a lot. Yeah. Well, when the contestants are camels, I guess that's uh, <laughs> maybe not as big a deal. So yes. it's a literal camel beauty pageant. That is correct. For the camel festival. For the camel festival. Is this festival. like when, so the, so I'm assuming this is like when I'm flipping through the channels and I go by the uh, kennel club, you know, what's the dog show? Oh, Westminster. Yes. Yeah. West, Westminster. Yeah. Is So it's this like we're for parading camels, camels yes. around uh, in this one? Yes. So um, some Botox injections and artificial touch-ups, uh, this is what the Saudi press is it like agency a, reported. Is it like a hump plump or something? Like, well, what are we Botoxing? I'll tell you. So what they do is uh, hump plump. breeders of the most beautiful camels compete for some $66 million in prize money. Holy crap. Uh, Botox injections, facelifts, and other cosmetic alterations to make the camels look more attractive are strictly prohibited. You know, so the jurors, the, the judges... They decide the winner based on the shape of the camel's head, neck, humps, dress, and <laughs> postures. So uh, usually, Scooty, in a beauty pageant, uh, the the contestants, like if you were watching like Miss America or whatever, you know, they'd have to have a a talent competition of it. What what would a camel's talent be? Or like, like when you're watching the dog show, they go through the obstacle course. Like, is the camel out there like boom, 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 boom? I, I don't like, know if there's like agility. You think like there's an agility or stuff? something? Yeah, I don't right. know. Um, Who can spit the farthest? Is that is that a thing with camels? I like, guess <laughs> I guess they've been they've been using though a specialized I quote a specialized and advanced technology to detect tampering. Um, they found that some of the breeders had uh, stretched out the lips and noses of the camels 
used hormones <laughs> to boost the breasts muscles. Man, that camel's got some nice lips. <laughs> uh, they injected the heads and lips with Botox to make them bigger and inflated body parts with much. rubber bands. This is oh too gosh. much. Like, come on. This is too much. Um, so is this something you guys would be interested in watching? A, uh, a camel I mean, beauty pageant? Is it na- you think it's nationally televised in Saudi Arabia? I think Saudi it is. Arabia? I think yes. Uh, I think this is a big deal. Sixty-six like, million dollars. It's like on ESPN twelve or something. It's like the camel. Sixty-six show. million dollars in prize money. Yeah, that's a lot of money. So, would you be willing to beef up your camel for a shot at the money? Yeah, I mean, I can see why people would do it. Yeah, for sure. You know, when like you win Miss America or whatever, you spend like the year going around the country and and shaking hands and meeting school children. Like, does the camel do that? Like, does the camel spend the uh, year? I, I guess. I'm, here, would you know what a bad camel looks like? <laughs> right, that's what I was just <laughs> thinking. <laughs> like, yes, how do you what? Oh. Like, what? Ooh, Ooh, I didn't like that camel. one, but this one's got some uh, like... plump lips. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like, what's the standard bearer for, like, an attractive camel? I didn't, I don't know. I mean, like, is there an attractive camel? Is that such a thing? <laughs> I don't even think that's a thing. They all look the same to me, right? Uh, uh, they're oh, such a strange funny. animal. It's like a weird horse <laughs> slash llama. It's like a weird horse, Scooty says. Uh, yeah, I don't. Like, it's a, it's a horse slash llama thing. <laughs> Oh man! Well, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. Well, I mean, it would be pretty sweet to get that payout. I mean, let's face it. Yeah, I I agree with that. That would be pretty sweet. Is it? So it's kind of like in in sort of the way I look at it, it's kind of like a uh, I don't know, like a Robinson Cano, right? He's willing to maybe. Shoot up Did some steroids. Just, where are we going with this? <laughs> Did, you, what? Did you just compare a camel and Robinson Cano together? Yeah, I'm just he's, asking. he's looking to take some steroids. I'm sure so he's he not get that listening next to our payday, show. Right? He's trying to get that next big payday, that next big contract. And he's going to hope that nobody checks I out his I didn't think his I'd Botox. be thinking about like Rafael Palmero and camels tonight, Skeet. I guess that's yeah. where but we're no, heading. I'm definitely, yes. Yeah, Sammy Sosa and camels Do are they definitely then, going to like, my head right now. Do they then like stud the camel out? So like if you're the big winner, if you're the big camel winner, then do you spend the rest of your life like, they're like, oh man, we got to Well, bring. and then when the camel child is out there and it's not as good looking, are you going to say, well, that camel must have been, you know, enhanced? His daddy was enhanced. Yeah, right. There's the proof. What's, a, what's a what's a baby yeah, camel? I don't know. Kid. I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah, they're called calves, actually. Calves. Calves. I didn't. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> well, Scoot, thank you. I mean, I know more about camels today yeah. than I ever thought I would. Who knew? Apparently, they they have a very large beauty pageant in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> so, if you're listening and you have a camel. You might want to prep it and take it over to yeah. uh, the Mideast. Get in there. Win a couple million bucks. Do they put Get them in, in like a, a trailer? Like a like if you're traveling with your camel long distance, is it like a horse trailer? Do they? I'm assuldering they have such a thing, like a guess, camel trailer? Yeah. I, yeah. Wouldn't they call it a camel trailer yeah. at that point? Yeah, right? Um, I would think so. Yeah. I don't know. I would think. Uh, it's very interesting. All right, boys. 
Well, we should probably wrap it up for this week on that note. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, congratulations to Johnson once again for being the 2021 Bluff the Fluffs champion. And uh, don't forget, WVU plays this week d- on Wednesday against Youngstown State. That game is at 6 o'clock. It's on ESPN+, Plus, so get your nickels out so you can watch the game. you got to pay to watch it, but you can find that game on ESPN+. Plus Wednesday, that game is also in the Coliseum Plenty of seats available for that, by the way, if you want to go see us play Youngstown State. And then WVU gets a whole week and a half off, and they don't play again until Saturday, January 1st, uh, the first of the year they play against Texas in Austin. So, And in between that, guys, we've got the guaranteed Ray Bowl. Next week on the show, we'll break down a little bit and talk about what we know about Minnesota and what we know about who's playing for WVU. So tune in for that. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and I hope you all have a happy holiday. Guys, Merry Christmas to the both of you. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, Scoot. Thank you. Yeah, have have a happy holiday. Have fun, uh, you know, and and we'll see you guys next week on the show. So thanks for listening, guys. Find us online. You can look for us on Instagram and Twitter at Got Your Ears. You can also find us on Facebook. And please check out our website, gotyourearson.com. We'll see you all next week. You've been listening to Got Your Ears On.